Hello, hello, and welcome to Intentional Sounding. It's the Draw Play Podcast. I'm your host, Draw Play Dave Rapocio. With me, as always, bemoaning all of the thousands of dollars he spent getting a ticket for the Duke UNC game, Sam Gross. <laughs> this is a college basketball podcast. Now, who's got it? Who has fallen sickly ill and has six months left to live because it's it's viral it's infectious and it'll kill your knees it's march madness flu season folks and if you don't if you're not sick then get out of the house because we don't want you here Who's your pick to win the big net this time around, Dave? Not your best work, Sam. No, it wasn't. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I kept going to see if I could salvage it, and then it got worse. It's okay. It's okay. It, it, it goes for this podcast and our lives. Yeah. But I, th- I feel like we should still start with that, because basically that's been today's talk in sports mm-hmm. news has been Shoegate. Yeah, the, the Nike exploding I shoe. Can, I, I can't stop thinking about how expensive those tickets were yeah how much money people were spending to go to this game and the star attraction dies in 30 seconds yep yep oh god it was so early (laughs) uh i mean so the word is that he's okay right like there wasn't really yeah there wasn't really any structural damage so he should be back but still like that's and if there if there are two fan bases that deserve it, it's probably the Patriots and the Cowboys. But Duke and UNC are definitely in the top ten for fan bases that deserve to be swindled out of thousands of dollars. In my opinion, yeah. If I mean Duke is basically the Patriots or the Cowboys or the Lakers. Or um, the Yankees, yeah. Or I don't, I don't know if hockey has an equivalent. I, I think the Yankees less less so now since they've been pretty bad for a long time. There, it's like I don't. I mean, they're as soon as no, they're no, no. I think I think what we're going with here is the kind of like long established franchise. Sure, that's just that no matter how good or bad they are, they always get far too much attention no matter what yeah okay so I'd say it's probably the cowboys versus the lakers yeah versus the yankees because even if the yankees suck they're still gonna get tons of attention because they're the fucking yankees yep 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 duke duke is absolutely the, the that team of college basketball mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i hate them so much hey remember when they got like upset in the second round by uh, like 14 seed or something yeah that was pretty good that was really sweet I, I, I like watching duke get upset that's pretty much the only reason why i even watch the march madness tournament is to hope duke loses. is to yeah i that's whenever i fill out a bracket it's always like i i try and um like if if i can make a mental case for it i won't do it every year i will only do it if i can make even like a somewhat believable mental case for duke folding like in the first round i will do it i will always pick against duke if i can muster up any kind of reasoning for it no matter how flimsy because then when i'm right i'll be really happy 
And then I'll yeah. be able to be like, oh, shit, son, I got it right. All that really matters is that Duke loses in the end. Which I, yeah, it's yes. funny that I say that because the only, the the most involved I've ever been on an NCAA bracket was when Duke actually won, and it directly benefited me. Mm, so mm-hmm, story mm-hmm. time: I was seventh grade. It was seventh grade. I had this ridiculously awesome math teacher who decided to make large math projects out of following sports mm-hmm. and we had a um basically everyone in the class there was enough people in the class that we could pretty much all pick a team and we had to follow that team either he did this with both the nfl and march madness we had to follow an nfl team for their entire season and record stats and do like analysis based on the stats like predict winners that kind of thing just like math stuff related to the teams like winning and loss that kind of thing and we had to do the same thing for the march madness tournament and if there was the added bonus where if you picked the team that ultimately won or the team that was like second runner-up you got like five homework passes where you oh shit dude and and you got that's a lot dude that's a lot you got yeah you got like five homework passes i think there was like a an automatic 100 on a quiz something like that like it was a sweet deal but obviously most of the kids in the class they don't know sports for that year for the football project i actually got the vikings mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is one of the reasons why i've always had a soft spot for the vikings sure that was the year that the vikings lost to the giants in the nfc championship game so ironically, the year I'm actually rooting for the Vikings, the Giants the beat Giants. them in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, and then <laughs> the Giants go on and get spanked the next two weeks from there in against the Ravens in the Super Bowl. So that was a very strange year of football for me. Mm-hmm. But for spring, we were paired up with somebody because there was there was 64 teams and that kind of thing, and we all had to pick one. Me and my I had a partner. My partner had the first overall pick in our little class draft and he picked Duke. I picked, I think it was Cincinnati, but it didn't matter because we were on the same team. It, it bolstered our chances mm-hmm. and Duke won. And I got all that good homework pass free quiz shit. It was great. So honestly, Duke winning the only time I've ever really cared. It helped me. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to uh, remember when the, needle swung the other way for me on duke because duke for a very long time was my favorite basketball team um i mean they have a really cool like name and logo yep the blue devils it's super cool when you're a kid and devil is is like this kind of like forbidden topic because you're a small child and you're not allowed to talk about evil stuff like that shit is rad yeah it's the blue devils and like can they even have a devil for a team name that's so cool and as opposed to the arizona sun devils whose logo is like cool i love the arizona sun devils logo but it's like it's goofy in the way that the blue devils logo kind of isn't the, the blue, blue devils logo is cool it, when you're a kid yeah when you're like six or seven years old the blue devils logo is some cool because shit. because you don't know yet what a pervert looks like right <laughs> like <laughs> and then you learn and then it's like oh okay no this is just the duke blue devils logo and also a pervert but or or at least you reach the age where you're like oh wait that's actually an asshole. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that, yeah, that smug ass devil 
is he's a smug asshole because he's better than you and fuck you. Right. And yeah. Right. Um, the So the reason that I ended up like starting to follow Duke is the same reason a lot of folks, and I don't know why I didn't just pick Maryland, um, but I had uh, one of, so my first video game system ever was the Sega Nomad. It was the Nintendo Switch before the Nintendo Switch was the Nintendo Switch. It ran on, I believe, eight AA batteries, uh, had three hours of play life on those eight batteries, a DC adapter that only worked some of the time if you, like, jammed your knee on on where it came into the system, and you could play Sega Genesis games on it maybe one out of four times if the cartridge is aligned in a way that pleased the gods. Uh, So... I went to, uh, like, Blockbuster or whatever, uh, and I think this is back when they were, like, selling games, too. I bought a copy of Coach K's College Basketball, I think, 2001, or something like that. And from then on, I was like, this is my first experience with a basketball, a basket-to-ball video game that I own, and it's not playing, like, NBA hang time at a friend's house, Right. So that was my first experience with it. And that's why I always kind of liked the Blue Devils as a kid was because Blimeo games. The other team that I always had a kind of, uh, I don't know, I liked them a lot was the Arizona, or I'm sorry, the Arkansas, right? The Razorbacks or Arkansas? Arkansas Razorbacks, yeah. I can't remember. The one that, that is the one is the, that is the, the cool red pig. Um and I liked them because they were the first in the alphabet team that was good that year. So I would always pick them because they were the easiest one to get to. And that was my that was how I got into college basketball. I mean, it's as good a story as any. Is it? I, ah, I, that's fair. I, if I cared about about uh, kid, I think I rooted for Maryland. I don't know why I didn't pick Maryland. They won the championship, which I think was actually the following season. Because of I still yeah. remember his name Juan Dixon, because my mm-hmm. uh, my uncle was a yeah Maryland dude grad, and I thought about going to University of Maryland. I didn't, but like the big Turpin, like like the Angry Turtle, like mm-hmm. the Angry Turtle is one of the better logos in sports. Like you, you don't get a lot of Angry Turtles. The the Terrapin Tortuga is oh, it's so good. I I don't know. He's he's just like. He's got that the same energy as the Wisconsin Badger, except he doesn't suck, you know? Like, he, he's a little bit less, I went to the Navy, or like, I I don't know, I went to, yeah. I was in ROTC, but I didn't enlist. But I'm still gonna, like, put the sailor hat, like, kind of to the side and forward and just be kind of a jerk and look like a jerk. Tortuga will just fuck you up, right? Like, he's not, I don't know, he, he doesn't have any... Uh, misgivings about anything. He just he just anyway. Gets it. We, we we've we've kind of gotten a little very bit very good here. mascot. Like Zion Williamson blew out his knee yes. because the Nike sneaker failed. And the funniest thing I could think of at the time was just the room of Nike executives that probably went complete panic when that happened. Like I'm just picturing, just like this, like Nike. Like I mm-hmm. think was he was wearing uh-huh. Paul George's shoes, 
and I, I'm just like like there's some people there who are like in charge of the Paul George okay. project who are sitting there watching this game and see this happen, and they're immediately like, "Oh no, this is this is extremely bad. <laughs> this is bad." Didn't they? Wasn't this the second Nike shoe explosion in the past year? There was like another one. And they had to like go on record and be like, this has never happened before. We are like good at stuff. Please continue to know. buy our good I, shoes. I don't know, but it it's hilarious. Just yeah, there's been so much shoe talk today. There's, there's been a lot of talk about the guy. Like, is he okay? Like, should he sit out the rest of the season? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, he got screwed by the NCAA, which, you know, that's correct. And, <laughs> but just like all the, like Darren, Rubel, yeah, oh yeah, like, for sure. That fucking idiot was losing his damn mind because of the shoes. Well, of course he was. He's the one person who actually cares about like, it he's in, in there a real, like, not what like, is this going to do for the quarter two profits? Like, funny for Nike. kind of way. <laughs> it's it's fun watching. No his one fucking cares. They already listen. They already made it back. We can, like, bring this back to football. We They already made it back by releasing an NFL, like, a football oh, jersey looked, of Colin Kaepernick. Like, like they, they released that icon, all-black jersey. Yeah, yeah, it, it did. And, like, everyone's like, oh, what does it mean? And I'm like, no, it's it's just gray on black. What else were they going to, like, how mm-hmm. it makes sense to do it that way for, for him and, you know, his his activism. But yeah, they're hey hey. If you're worried about Nike, Darren, they're gonna be you're they're gonna they're gonna be okay. Watching him break was legitimate. They're gonna be okay. Watching any of this kind of crap break Darren Ravel is a fascinating Mm -hmm. experience because you're watching someone. You're like, how does one person give a fuck about any of this? Like it makes sense to see like why Nike would care. It's about always this. very interesting to watch product, the one person, this, this random dude at ESPN oh yeah 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 who follows sports business side is losing his damn mind. Like this, this was to to paraphrase Darren Ravel, this was bad news for shoes, but it was tremendous content. I think it can all be it can all be uh, summed up best. Demarcus Cousins pretty much just said college basketball is bullshit and mm-hmm. like. And that Williamson shouldn't even play All anymore, which is but both of these things. We should are probably true. move on from college basketball and go back to the sport that actually, honest to God, matters, which is mm. of course the AAF weekly recap time. Yeah. Baby. Week two of AAF yeah, dude. Action was honestly possible. Oh man, in terms of quality football, it was. Mm-hmm. We had we had a like Atlanta they, Legends they played a good half of football and then and they, they started Matt fell Sims. off the face of the earth. Yeah, <laughs> again, again, every and it's 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 gotten to the point where like before this week it was like you know every like every fourth reply was start Aaron Murray. It's every reply now. Like do yourself a favor. Every single reply. There's one like. I'm, we're making a Legends playlist for to, to play at the stadium and during practices. What songs should we put on it? And it's like, start Aaron Murray by the Beach Boys. All of Aaron Murray's favorite songs. Phil Simms throws too many picks by <laughs> all of the Atlanta Legends fans. Please start Aaron Murray, you cowards. It's all very good. 
Um, before we get into the games, though, I want to. I, I promised oh, that I would uh, check out the app and give a review. Who, <laughs> who, buddy? It's a little rough. Um, <laughs> at least on my phone, it's a little rough. There's like half the time, it's it's very hard to follow the play when the app does work, but. Most of the time, the app doesn't work, and it's, like, a million people on the field because, like, they ca- it can't really tell. Like, it's clear that the GPS, like, the wearables are working, but the way that the program, like, translates that into on-field stuff, like, you see people on the sidelines, and it's literally, like, you're having a problem with your GPS where the dot moves around, like, you know... 50 yards and then 50 yards and then 50 yards again i i i watched it like i had the app open for the first like i'd say quarter and a half of the game and i was able to follow maybe two plays so it's 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 got promise but but it's mm. it's interesting at least like watching the little players like move like like the little dots kind of go up and down the field that like on that when you're like watching the app or like i was following it actually online at least one time and they had like all the little things it kind of looks like electric football the way the little yeah you were saying of, you like, were using the aaf broadcast as, as, as like the computers like yeah where they are on the field it's it's kind of amusing uh-huh mm-hmm mm-hmm um, you were saying that you were watching from the like if because if you watch on the AAF website, it's a different. That's actually like, one of the things I want to. Talk that's a about. different I broadcast. Was lying in bed, than... just like Brian Wilson did, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I like I I was like I don't really feel like finding a stream yet. I just want to check on it. So I went to the AAF website and they have a stream, but it's not a conventional broadcast. Essentially. It was the sky cam with without any announcers, without any commercials, without any anything, not like even the graphic, like the score graphics weren't there. It was literally just a feed of the sky cam. And yeah, it was was literally just an unusually interesting. I'm wondering if that's what the ref sees. In some ways, it felt like I was at the stadium more than I was watching Mm -hmm a broadcast because the only audio you hear is the audio coming right from inside right. the stadium and i was watching the i think it was the fleet game yeah the, the fleet versus the legends and it was and it, it's basically just one mm-hmm. big long yeah, yeah, yeah camera shot and you're just sitting there and you're seeing that all the players stand around when there isn't anybody when they're when, when they're like on a tv timeout or when they're waiting for the play call, you just see the players standing around. You it just mm-hmm. like occasionally zooms in on the sideline. It's very. It was a very surreal experience. All you're hearing is the in stadium audio, which is hilarious because the San Diego Fleet apparently have a foghorn. Oh yeah. Where anytime the fleet do something good, they play this foghorn that goes yep, which is the wrong sound. That was, hey, 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 back up, back up, real quick, real quick. That was a really good foghorn sound you made with your mouth. mouth. I'm very impressed. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, damn, that's even more impressive. Good job. It's the wrong sound to play when you're trying to get your team pumped up. Like, I get 
it's 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 ships, but just like oh yeah yeah, yeah. it's San Diego fleet touchdown. <laughs> I was laughing every mm-hmm. single time mm-hmm. they played that sound, and they were playing it for everything. It's just like first down. It's so good. It's but, so like, so. It good. was actually a pretty enjoyable way to keep a tab on the game. Like I just I was reading a book, and I just had yeah, like, a tablet I, next to me, just kind of folded over so the game was on, and I I had the audio turned down low, and I would I would just occasionally like look over, and I would just watch this experience, and it was really, a, it was really a fascinating kind of way to watch football that I had never really experienced before because it was it was like TV. But the sounds were like I was there, and it was more watchable than anything Monday Night Football has done. Right, yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's so, I, I'm hoping, I don't know, it, there there was that big article that came out, like, uh, two, Monday or Tuesday about how, like, the AAF is already out of money. <laughs> that's that's kind of a shame, not, not entirely unexpected, um, but I, you know, I'm hoping that... I'm hoping that more people catch on because I don't know. I I think it's great so far. I'm really, really enjoying it. And once it, it it smacks of a league that really wanted to get in on the ground floor and not compete directly with it's, it's literally like someone putting out a video game or video game system, like a little bit too early so that they're not competing with anyone else. Right. Um, and then they have to patch it and like, we're, we're, it's, is it, is this going to be a destiny or is this going to be a fallout 76 scenario? Obviously the I don't know. Are hoping for it to be we'll see. Um, even though I hope they fix it. I don't want to, I don't want to hope it's a destiny cause I don't care about it. Yeah. Destiny. Yeah. I don't, it's not my destiny, destiny is fun. That's a good, good but, video. I mean, the game, the games were all honestly, <laughs> in some ways, <laughs> was a better week of football. The games were a lot more even. This week we had a, a sheer defensive battle yeah. with the iron and the stuff. Yeah, for sure. It, it was more competitive for sure. Um, the defensive juggernaut of this. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Which is which is cool because, you know, that that like Iron Curtain, there are a lot of like very good nicknames uh, that, that that allows for. Almost led the Express to a victory, but in the greatest come from behind success <laughs> that the AAF has ever seen. The Hot Shots pulled a <laughs> twenty to eighteen comeback by scoring basically twenty points. Yes, 20 points in the second half, fourteen of those points in the fourth quarter. It was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Christian Hackenberg is garbage, and Trevor Knight, by the way, is really cool. I th- this is again like it's this is the the gift of the AAF that keeps on giving is that like someone will make a big play or do a bunch of good shit and you'll be like it well at least if you follow college well that's that's not necessarily true there are a bunch of like washed up nfl folks there too but like oh yeah i remember that guy i remember liking them okay, so whatever happened to them oh they're I'm here the, uh, hooray AAF website so. to like remind myself of like the scores and stuff and on on the side yeah they have, like stats and they have like arizona stats memphis stats team stats and like for Team leaders, it just says Christian Hackenberg mm-hmm. passing yards 102. They have no other stats outside passing yards. Oh, wait, no, I take that oh, back. Man. <laughs> no. Oh, man. No. So, okay. Uh, uh, 
Yeah, he he oh my god, he has uh at this point in the in the season, he has it looks like 13 more yards uh passing than the backup quarterback of the San Diego mm, Fleet, yes. a bad football a team. Football team. But I want I want to bring your attention over to the team category. That's that's true. And the I, first stat they have tracked is literally points scored. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. No, why? <laughs> like, talk what about the fuck? Hey, space. What are you doing? <laughs> they have passing yards. Okay, Arizona, Memphis. Rushing <laughs> yards, Arizona, Memphis. I'm in possession. Like these all make sense, but then they also have points. Yeah. Scored. <laughs> yeah, just points scored. Total points on the season. It looks like Arizona Total time scored of possession more on the season. Memphis. That does it by two. Like it was close, but. Like, I'm glad these stats were here to really get yeah. on the score of this game. <laughs> Jesus. It's, 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 it's just super funny to me because you have, you have this like ability of the, of the league to like drill down so far because of all like the wearable stuff and be like, okay, so what is the, like you can, you can literally measure like acceleration and, and like how how long it takes for someone to like hit a hole or make a cut or how hard a running back makes a cut and and they haven't they haven't total done that. you get total points because looking at now, the, the score to- total it didn't tell points. Me anything. but looking at the stats of points scored it it makes a ton it's of too sense. hard who has time who has the time this is next gen stat mm-hmm. tracking af is ahead of the game here, people. Yeah. This is why you need to get in on absolutely. this floor because this is absolutely incredible. My amazing mm-hmm. Orlando Apollos absolutely the game of the week against the Commanders, which Yeah. Yeah, they're lighting uh, it up, dude. 37 to 29. It was yep. honestly the Commanders I think were leading for most of the game. The Apollos had like a big big swing right at the end it mm-hmm. was actually a legitimately great football game i i loved that one that one was really really good um and i i just i don't know i'm 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 thinking that the apollos will run away with the i mean it, you know what we're i mean it definitely we're a fifth of the like way the through the season the so you know and the it's iron not... are the three teams to watch for i'm interested to see yeah the iron versus one of those other two teams because the Irish defense seems legit. So they're the they're the only undefeated teams left uh, in the league. Uh, you'll have to wait a little bit longer because it's going to be Iron versus oh, Legend next oh. week at three oh. p.m. Central Time. We should bring up that's going to be really the, really uh, rough. <laughs> Unless they start Aaron Murray. I know you tweeted at me. And I saw it mm-hmm. like about a few seconds after you tweeted at me. Uh, probably the greatest pass of all time. Yeah, it was so good. If you haven't like, seen, I don't know why we, everyone we isn't on still on talking about, about Pat this. Mahomes. I have no, no idea passes, why this isn't still a thing. Holy shit! This guy just did a behind, over the head, behind the back flip, at, for a completion. Like this, it was, it was incredible. The the announcers didn't. The announcers didn't believe it at the time. I was like, I think that he 
like, this is one of the times where I think they were just like, there's no way, like, why would he do that? And, well, still, I guess, point stands, but they didn't realize it was a completion until, like, they moved the chains. Or they, yeah, and, <laughs> God, it was just so fucking wild. Because he was covered, too. He threw it behind his head into it's coverage. Incredible. He's getting sacked. And somehow. The wrong end, and he just flips it somehow, over his head, like, like a kid trying to make a a blank shot basketball hoop like that's what that's what it looked like it, it, it was, yeah yeah exactly it was amazing if if you haven't seen it go to my twitter feed it's on my twitter feed mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah yep yep there is a if that is the legacy of the aaf man if the aaf folds after this one season and all it gives us is that one gif i don't know man yeah it's worth it I'm 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 down with that I, for sure. Should should I we talk about like the drama, the drama, NFL drama, drama, news, drama. the big some more drama, drama, drama? And yeah, yeah. Specifically about Antonio Brown. Uh, Cap got paid. Oh, that's I'm sorry. There's drama about Cap getting paid, but there is also that's the bigger drama is Antonio Brown. I guess that's more drama. Cap getting paid is just like. Ooh, will he? Co- is he gonna come back to the NFL? I don't know. I Probably don't not. Know. We've talked about Cap a lot, but like, let's talk about the, yeah. the juicy shit, and that's Antonio yeah. Brown. Let's talk about AB nut job. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I from a distance, I kind of appreciate all of it. Like it is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Hilarious that this dude. <laughs> Is, I don't know. It's it's funny that because he's going on and on, he, he's criticized Ben Roethlisberger a bunch in all of this. And the funniest part is that all of his criticisms mm-hmm. of Ben Roethlisberger seem incredibly fair and spot on. But because he's doing it in such a batshit way. Exactly. He's taking Instagram videos of himself as he's on an elliptical in a gym. It's... <laughs> It's it's just absurd. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's absurd as this comedy. Is, allow me to allow me to make the case for why actually this is a good thing for the NFL. Uh, usually, extremely online uh, types are uh, like relegated to the NBA and to a lesser extent uh, baseball. Except oh, the yeah. extremely all, all online the people types who are good baseball at online are all horrific, are all just really like shitty. terrible people. Yeah, exactly, exactly. We need more people who are good at online, and not in an Arian Foster does funny tweets kind of way. In a way that they're just extremely online all the time, and keyed in, and looped in, and like, and on Twitter to the point where it has melted a lit, just like a little bit, a little bit of their brain. Antonio Brown is is legitimately yes, and I need to see more of it. The last time I can remember a receiver being this weird was definitely Terrell Owens. Like I, I feel like we're not far. Oh yeah, from dude. Antonio yeah, Brown doing yeah. He's he's making a case to be the next T.O. with a press conference around him. I feel like he's he's getting that close. No, I God, what a good moment. More again, more of this, more of this. The NFL, like a problem that 
I think most people have with the NFL is the fact that because of all of the like Gedelian initiatives, like no one, it, it doesn't feel like, like very few players feel like they have actual personalities and the ones that do are automatically vilified for it. So why, why doesn't everyone just, if they all do it at the same time, it's like a strike <laughs> and no one can do anything about it. Right. If everyone's crazy. If no everyone one goes crazy on the internet, so if everyone's crazy, then no this one. This makes me really wish we Syndrome had Twitter from the Incredibles. during the height of To. Can you imagine how amazing that would have been? Just like all these oh social media God. sites. Can you imagine the height of Terrell Owens? Would it have? It would have been incredible. Do you think it would have ruined him? Do you think it would have ruined him? Like I, I think. <laughs> Maybe like if only To had Twitter and Facebook, right? And if and if everyone who worked at the NFL didn't, and if you know, because back then, e, like ESPN, the NFL Network, there wasn't this uh, like sports True. industrial complex built. Yeah. Where where basically one, y- you know, one like I'm wondering if like I I, I get what you're saying, and, and I agree, but like there isn't. People will comment on that rumor, and then people will comment theoreticals on those theoretical comments on a rumor and like it's i i went over it on a comic once it's ridiculous exactly the system and then the room and then because of the rumor it becomes real yes 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 it's it's an ouroboros there's a sports like and and it's it's pretty like solidly i think confined to twitter and not even like good sports twitter it's like it's the R- Ravels and the um, oh my Colin god, what's Coward the guy? Al- like Albert Breer and uh, yeah, yeah. But who's the big? Uh, not not Adam Schefter necessarily, but he he's definitely in there. Uh, that wasn't who I was thinking of. The other big scoop man. Uh, I can't remember what his name is. No, oh, fuck it. It's I I can't remember. Yes, Ian Rappaport. Thank you so much. It's I was just, really gonna bug. Me. I, I I remember thinking about it last year when. The will the Giants trade Odell Beckham drama popped up, which has reared its head again. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, well, I, but it, it's because of AB, right? It's, it's just isn't it like isn't that no didn't that become what like a player will do because it's just absurdity because it just feeds on itself. It just absolutely, but, utterly feeds on itself. You can this like I've started seeing it. I think Colin Coward said something yesterday where he heard rumors that Russell is unhappy in Seattle and wants a trade to the Giants. I think he didn't bring up any sources. It's probably complete and utter bullshit. Mm -hmm. But this random rumor that he decided to comment on is now a thing that's being like written about because, well, what would the Giants have to give up to him? What like let, let's theoretically say this is possible. What would the Giants give up? Like would Russell work Jesus. in the Giants system? Like what would this mean for cap spaces? Like that it you can just invent something if if you have enough mm-hmm. followers and it will just become a story. Like I helped I helped do this once with yeah. uh with a friend on at the <laughs> website something awful back when I was I was still like a very a heavy member there. I was a member of the football forum. Oh, uh, hell yeah. And one of the other members of the forums found a, a press conference of Jim Tom Sula. And like halfway through the press conference, it looks like he, it looks and sounds like he farts. 
and me and the other member. Oh of my the god, I remember this. Holy made shit. that into a news story because he sent the clip to ESPN. He like tweeted the mm-hmm. clip at ESPN. I did a KSK post on it, and news outlets picked it up. I saw it on Deadspin. It's like mm-hmm. the only mm-hmm. Vine mm-hmm. I've ever made, and it had like three million views. Yep. <laughs> but but like for a day, this was like the doldrums of so good. Like, July. But I I me and this other guy basically made Jim Tomasula farting potentially farting into a news story for that day. Like I, I contributed to that. And it's one of my proudest moments online. It honestly is. I think about that. I'm like for a day, people on Twitter and people online, people on sports sites were reading Mm -hmm. this stupid and watching my stupid little six second loop of Jim Tom Sula making a face right as a weird sound (laughs) happens to happen. It's, (laughs) it, it was a miracle to watch mm-hmm, but it, mm-hmm. it also really goes to show you how one stupid little thing can just become this massive cycle as the cycle just feeds itself for content yeah well because the story becomes the story and and listen if you if you follow like the only places that i really get my sports news from it's usually either deadspin uh NFL.com or on, on like occasion, I'll go through ESPN or sports illustrated. Right. Um, but if you get your sports news from anywhere else, literally anywhere else, like AOL, MSN, like Yahoo, any other like news aggregation source, the story, there, there is a three like part process to, uh, to any story any story can be broken up into three parts there's the story itself there's the reaction to the story by uh by teammates coaches whatever is relevant at the time and then about 80 different posts about people tweeting about it and then you have posts about the posts about people tweeting about it and the tweets about the original story then become the story and create a new story and it is all birthed once again. This is this is the like this is how content works now in like for for a lot of these uh, outlets that don't really don't really understand how to like monetize ads as well as say a site like Deadspin yeah. does or or anything, you know? There it's it's like a, it's it's content farms. So it's it's like you you can kind of like see a little bit like if it's you pay attention strange. how the sausage gets made and it's I don't know it's weird the instant weird. a story breaks in some random corner watching it develop over the course yes. of the day yes. is a fascinating experience it really is because usually by the time most people get their news mm-hmm. it's already been festering and circling for hours like it, by the time you get like your ESPN notification. It's it's been a thing yeah everything has already happened while. but if you just happen to catch like the original source where it originally gets posted where the right. story originally shows up just right at the right moment and you just follow it over the course of the day and I I like I can say that because I've been the source of multiple of those uh-huh. stories like that's kind of what being viral is you're you're the source of whatever's happening just watching it right. happen it's it's really fascinating it really gives you a good insight of just 
how the news cycle operates. I. Mm-hmm. Well, but it's only the, the thing that fucks with me a little bit is, is that it's only, can you think of any other, like this doesn't happen like with video games and like video games media is fucked in a lot of ways. Uh, it doesn't happen with music media. God knows like music media is completely fucked in a lot of different ways. Like movies, TV, uh, any other like thing, maybe politics, but with politics, you can kind of see a reason to do something like that. Um, because like, I, like it, it affects all of us and, and whatever, like polling is important, but I can't think of any other like category of media that with movies and video games in which on YouTube where everything is a response everything gets uploaded as a response oh uh, yeah no that's true else. that's super true so it's like it's there there's like a, a yeah. different type of yeah that's very true but I, I get what you're saying like how sports media has like its own weird yeah thing. yeah yeah and, and and especially like i think the i think the um and like cuz cuz i know a bunch of people who do actually a lot of really good work on this is the the and, and, like, help people follow it is uh, Julie Alexander, actually, over at uh, The Verge, um, and she's done some stuff for Polygon, too, uh, does a lot of uh, stuff dealing with, like, YouTubers and YouTube beefs and, like, responses to, like, YouTube beefs and how that Ouroboros, like, how that gets made. And it's super, like, if you if you are at all interested in that and... And even if you don't think you are, you should be because like, this is what, like, (laughs) this is, this is the, this is what teens are watching if they're, when they're not like, you know, watching TV or whatever, pretty much. So it's, yeah, that might be the only analogous thing or the most analogous thing I can, I can think about, but that's just wild. I've never really thought about this before, but sports media is, is is so... Di- different and i think an ouroboros is the best yeah. way to describe it yeah it it really is but you know mm-hmm. speaking of you know mm-hmm. stories mm-hmm. becoming bigger things we should have a ground floor of sam Grezis on twitter what is sam Grezis? yes uh you can fall. You can get on the ground floor of all of my good tweets that are today about the fact that Bowser is president of Nintendo. Which, yeah, uh, this is just very good. I that that those were the only tweets I read all day today, and it makes me happy to to know it. It made it made me very happy. Anyway, um, Miss Reggie, by the uh, way, you can follow me on Twitter at Sam Grzezes. S A M G R E S Z S E S E S. What? Oh, I just, just want to say I do. I think I think I will miss Reggie. Follow your spreadsheet. Just because he was such a big corporate dork. Oh yeah, no, Reggie's great. Yeah, he's a giant dork, and like he he played a lot of games, but like he wasn't very good at video games. I will always so real quick before I plug my my uh feed. My favorite Reggie memory is um during the lead up to the launch of super smash brothers for the wii u and 3ds he got the best uh like one of the best super smash brothers players in the world at that point uh hungry box liquid hungry box uh on stage to like do an exhibition against uh reggie and like 
this was because like he won a big tournament and this was like the prize is they'd bring him up on stage and he'd be able to challenge the president of Nintendo and Super Smash Brothers and oh my god he <laughs> he annihilated annihilated Reggie it was it was like salted earth and like Hungrybox was it was like it was like very um I, I don't know it was good hearted um but Hungrybox trash talked him the whole time. He was like, "You make this game. You don't have time to play it. You, you like, you're the president of Nintendo. You make this game." And and Reggie's like, "Yeah, I, I make these, this game. At the end of the day, I'm gonna I'm gonna go home and make more games. You're gonna go home and play them." <laughs> Never forget the time Reggie Fils-Aimé murdered Liquid Hungrybox on stage. And now that Nintendo isn't protecting him anymore, he will most likely go to jail for the rest of his life. Anyway, you can follow me on Twitter at Sam Grzezes, S-A-M-G-R-E-S-Z-E-S-E-S-E-S, and on Twitch and Instagram at Robots Fighting Dinosaurs. Dave? And of course, on the dropplay.com. Thank you for listening. I know the episode is a little bit short this week, but we, just, we have like things to do. And watching science shoot fall apart is a little bit more important. We've got ground stories, yeah. ground floor stories to be a part of. So we're going to get to right to that. See you next week. Please watch the day. Hey, I'm Joe Conley. And I'm Vanessa Frank. We make a show called Spoilers Digest. Where we predict the plots of your favorite movies that we haven't seen. Then we watch the movies and digest it to see what we got right and what we got wrong. So come laugh with us every Wednesday and see how we do. Catch us at SpoilersDigest.com or wherever you get your podcasts. We've all been there. Something annoys you. You shout about it. But people don't really listen. They don't seem to care. We're Things Wrong With Things, and we do care. Come to us and we can help you with all your ranting and raving needs, giving you the closure you so sorely deserve. You can find us at wrongthing.net, at wrongthings on Twitter, and wherever else you find your podcasts. Things Wrong With Things, because there are things wrong with things.